you're tuning in to cmtopdog.com AMA from the 13th of October, discussing everything crypto, everything markets, and a few little things to share that might excite you for the coming weeks. 13th of October, welcome everyone, AMA with myself and Zeke. Been a quite a volatile day on the market, so you can give us some excellent insight on this. Seems as he's clued up and on the other side of the world, we'll appreciate it, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so what's your thoughts on today's price action then, Zeke? Obviously, we've seen SPX, Bitcoin, DXY make aggressive moves all over the place. Yeah, just from uh, the CPI print, everything this morning, if, uh, if you weren't watching your trades carefully and you were trying to leverage trade this morning in pretty much any market, um, if you weren't scalp trading, you got absolutely annihilated, like, especially Bitcoin, you saw a $500 jump to the upside before a $1,000 dump and then a $1,000 recovery. So you were getting absolutely destroyed on either side if you weren't uh, either layering in your bids on your trades or uh, on very, very low leverage because they just, I think we're at a point now where it doesn't matter whether it's the SPX, crypto, um, even Forex, like people are trading uh currencies right now, I think we're just trying to wash all the leverage we can out of the markets by bigger money to uh, to reset everything. It looks like we're just trying to get a total leverage reset for one. And um, as we've talked about over the last few weeks, I still think there's one more leg down coming eventually. Like today's dump down to 18.2 would have sucked up a lot of liquidity and stop losses. Um, and that's very close to the scary level, which is about 17 and a half, 17, six, where if we lose that, it's, uh, it's pretty much a free fall down to the, uh, the 10 to $12,000 level. So we, uh, we got close to it today, recovered nicely, and we've been at this 19 K level now for shit. Let me actually take a look. We've been here for a long time. Like uh, end of June, I think. Let me check. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just been so sort of boring. But I guess the kind of the good thing about it we've seen is when it does hover around some projects that deliver, it does show a bit of uh, positive price action on them at least. But you, you're right. As soon as the dump comes, everything goes down. Yeah, other than that bounce to twenty five thousand there back in. Uh mid-August, we've been at this $19,000 level, you could kind of say since uh, mid to end of June. So like we've just been, we've been sideways for the most part other than two bounces, the one to 22 and the one to 25 uh, there in uh, mid-August and, uh, and mid-September. But other than that, like still in the steady downtrend off of both of those um which it shows up really um predominantly on a three-day chart so do, do, do you think inflation has it's slowing down do you think it's peaked do you think there's any more surprises on the way with that sort of side of things um i've read a few like ted talks macro and a few other of the, the guys who are more into global economics and stuff like that and i tend to agree with them that the Fed's at a point now where they have to be very careful about um, 
sort of still working on inflation in the US without bankrupting other countries to a point where their currency can no longer pay back US debt. So um, we're at a point where it's it's a very big tightrope walk. Um, all the sites that have the odds on what the November rate hike is going to be are now pretty much all guessing minimum 0.75. Like it looks like 0.5 is going to be off the table. But if they get too aggressive in November, then they put the pound in trouble again. They put the Canadian dollar in trouble. Like all these currencies that are on the fence who hold a lot of U.S. debt um, or sorry, owed the, the U.S. Uh, some debt they could collapse their economies by guarding their own inflation in the US. And that's one of those ones you don't know if that's sort of a, you hate to put the tinfoil hat on and go on this global reset theory, but uh, what we've been doing since COVID, it, uh, this global reset theory seems to be playing out more and more the more you look into it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the, the global reset theory is one I've heard even casual crypto and casual economy involved friends that i've got talking about and there's lots of uh theories and things going on at the moment as well obviously what came out of pfizer's mouth a few days ago as well about uh the, the vaccine never have actually been tested for transmission um it's putting a lot of doubt into people's heads with with everything that's going on like the, the like the every country in the world aligned together in all of these restrictions they put in place and allowed pharmacy to make hundreds of billions of profit and it's now sort of all linking into the currency and global trade and, and even this war is, is is it just people at the top that's happy to to have these massive events so that they can profit from it and, and, and secure their, their futures at, at the cost of all of us running at the bottom yeah the, the, the more and more these conspiracy theories get spoken about lately they sort of <laughs> seem to come true <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the thing they go from conspiracy to reality like you don't want to go full tinfoil hat on this stuff but the amount of stuff that you're going a year or two ago nah that's not happening nah that's enough a year later, all of a sudden, you look back on it and you're going, huh, okay, that happened. And uh, I don't know, do we have anybody from New Zealand? I saw a few headlines saying uh, New Zealand is going to start taxing their farmers on the methane that their cattle produce. Like, if we start attacking our own food supply, the crypto market and the markets aren't going to matter for uh, the near future. Like, we could be hanging around these levels for... For another six months if we're gonna start doing crazy stuff like taxing farmers and letting big business buy environmental credits so if you're rich you can pollute all you want you just buy esg credits to offset your pollution because that makes your pollution go away if your company makes billions but uh if you produce our food and you don't make billions you're gonna get taxed for the pollution of your animals like i I can't wrap my head on what we're trying to do to the economy globally. It makes zero sense anymore. You just sort of got to grin and bear with what's in front of us and in little windows and then almost align yourself for the next halving. And because I think the next halving is going to be our last 
like substantial generational wealth Hail Mary shot before crypto gets regulated and absorbed into the regular markets. I think we're going to have one more crazy bull run ahead of us at some point, um, whether it starts next year, whether it starts in 2024, closer to the halving. Um, it, we definitely didn't break away from the four-year cycle this time. So I think we do have one more sort of four-year cycle that's going to repeat itself compared to the last two. Yeah, it, it goes so fast though, doesn't it? Because I, I remember 2017, 2018, I thought by 2022, um, IO is a perfect example uh, with what they created was for sort of, um, the Bosch had all these patents that they were potentially going to use, IOTA is like in-car wallets for all your transactions, so if you dro yes. drove through a toll or you went to get fuel, it would all be automated through your vehicle, all on the chain, and there was all this talk about all that, and I thought, yeah, that's a good buy. This will we'll all be here within a couple of years, but quickly, the, the four years goes past, you, you're no further forward. The, the meme coins are still the ones that's dominating, and now I'm thinking, is the next cycle going to be the same as, as any of this like Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, or any of those actually going to make real legs into into the real industry. The, the one I do feel confident on, though, is if we do get that ongoing, continual, sideways sort of stability where the market matures a bit and people think, no, no, Bitcoin is, is a good hold. I, I want to keep this, and it stops this mass selling off because people are just slowly DCAing over time. I think if that happens, that Pro XCAD's a really good example of this and some other gaming coins. I think if they hold firm and you start to bring in hundreds of thousands or millions of users into some of these protocols, I think in a, a stagnant market, we will see the rise of some of these projects like Axie, that they bring in millions of users on a very, very low barrier of entry. Basically what that means is it's really easy to get involved in and people don't even really realize that they're buying the crypto. I think that will leave opportunity for some of these types of projects. But yeah, it's, it's, it, at this stage, it's, it's hard to imagine where like banks and CBDCs actually align with the likes of Bitcoin, XRP. Well, I think the biggest mistake and I hate to lump you into this just because of me, the crypto YouTuber title is general, but obviously like we've talked, I'm not lumping you in with these guys. Um, but I think a lot of uh, crypto YouTube this time around uh, mistaken the amount of leverage trading that was going on in crypto with adoption. Crypto wasn't getting adopted. It was getting traded heavily this time around. I think maybe next time around, if the parachain works, uh, start to work for DOT, if a couple games come out and are successful AAA games, then we'll see the true definition of adoption. I think this time around, uh, crypto was adopted as very tradable, very volatile, very fast money. It wasn't really adopted for use in anything, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I totally agree with that. We, we've seen that with... Um the Ethereum versus Bitcoin chart, the, the narrative is changing. Yeah. It, it would be, to me, it would be a good thing if uh, Bitcoin's dominance and its correlation with the market and dollar and everything sort of subsided. Um, it, it would be excellent to see that. And then, as you say, with 
gaming projects or anything else involved in entertainment that that, that the home user uses something that oh God, I this is I remember this coming out for Zillica with what they had with uh, Achilles for those of you that remember those videos like oh my goodness I think three years ago now and Achilles were going to change the the world of like um, in-app marketing so if, if you sat at home on Netflix and you were browsing like your favorites and things like that all of these little click impressions would be registered on the chain make this like super database of blockchain um, confirmed microtransactions that would build up a profile of a user and use a Zelica chain non-stop basically but all, all these sort of ideas are the ones I've, I've still yet to see mature it's yeah, it's just crazy. It's just just sitting waiting. Well, we're whether it's uh, Raul Paul or Drunken Miller or any of those guys, we are basically following the dot com bubble still. Where your companies like AOL, who were here early, had a great idea, are going to get absorbed by the companies that actually survive, like your Google, like Yahoo was dumb, never sold, and just disappeared. Um, I think we're at that point now where we're going to start seeing cryptos have to merge with each other. We're going to see buyouts. We're going to see technology sharing. Um, for this whole sector of technology to take off, we're going to have to see some, I think we're going to have to see some mergers, um, some joint projects. Something's going to be have to be done about the bridging because of all the hacks. Like the bridging um, obviously doesn't, work the way the model doesn't work the way it is now so something has to be done about cross-chain trading um so there's gonna have to be some tweaks to it but uh if that gets fixed over the next couple of years and uh the narrative around it changes like not every time something goes wrong on a bridge or a hack it's the end of the world the banking system loses billions of dollars through swift uh swift money transfers that go to wrong accounts wrong countries one digit is wrong in a swift number and the money goes missing forever so it's it's not like it doesn't happen in real world, world finance they just make such a big deal of it when it happens in crypto oh yeah exactly that, that, that's why I, I i don't laugh at crypto hacks <laughs> definitely not like and I, I don't laugh when when people lose money out of the wallet they get hacked but as you say the, these things happen in traditional finance all the time there's just insurance and, and and regulation and structure there that ultimately bail people out when these things do happen and it doesn't make a news headline it's it's like what happened to, to bnb a few days ago the the, yeah. the hundred million hack it, it barely impacted bnb at all within a tweet and them saying they've got control of the matter it started to recover straight away whereas if you remember the the first hacks that so the first kind of bridging issues that happened maybe one two years ago Remember when all that was happening, the market was starting to dive and tank so heavily. Whereas now it's like, yeah, okay, this is just a, it's just a normal thing. No need to panic. And I guess that's that showed too. Where at the end of the day, you you need a little bit of centralization on each chain, like whether it's Solana, whether it's BNB, to like, hey, they stepped in, they shut the chain down, and did what they could to minimize the damage. Um, I think a little bit of that might always be necessary just from like an insurance policy background. That's like 
especially as more money comes into the market. Like you can't be losing billions of dollars on a regular basis. No, definitely not. So what's your sort of, yeah, I think we agreed that there's probably a, another move down at some point. Um, I, from what, if people remember my video update yesterday, I sort of highlighted that what I f felt was a, a key support level um, that sort of matched the, the support level of the 2018 uh, this time period where it then broke down and, and took that heavy move down. If you look at the price action with what happened today, it's it was below that. And I said in the, the TA chat, if, if we recover that, if, I feel quite confident we can hold for a bit longer. And if, if, we had, if we did break out, then people would panic like, oh, wow, this was actually the bottom. But it's, again, just came straight back in that triangle. So there's, there's no change from yesterday to, to today, despite this massive market volatility of this uh, CPI. So it's, it's, it's crazy that... They used to these news announcements used to sort of give you a bit of a forecast and and dictate the way the market may move for the next few weeks, but now it literally just sort of moves the market for a couple of hours and then we end up back to where we were. It's I've not really seen this type of this action before. It's it's normally been it's way more obvious, hasn't it? But it's almost like all the whales, everyone's sitting there trying to find the the perfect area to long, the perfect area to short. There's just so many people fighting over the positions. They just bounce off each other. Yeah, the only, like I said, the only part that was a little scary about today is, so if you go back to, we're holding the level of December 2020, basically. That's when we first broke this and then shot all the way up to, to 40K. The only scary thing about this morning was we got all the way down to almost 18,000. So all the stop losses and all the liquidity that were sitting between 18 and 19,000 did get wiped out this morning. So if we start heading down that way one more time, there is really nothing below 17,000 until you get all the way down to 12, like until you go back to basically the, uh, the August, 2020, uh, wall where there's a ton of liquidity at 12,000. Yeah, there is a bit of action there, kind of October 2020, I think it was like into November, maybe a week and a half, two weeks of sort of chopping about. The reason I'm sort of talking about that level is it's yeah, what what I want to see is that we don't go too far down where it turns into a crypto as a scam situation, but we we maybe we go to a level where I think no, this is fine. This happened in two thousand and eighteen. Of course, this was always going to happen. Everyone on Twitter is like, oh yeah, of course, the two thousand and eighteen chart. No, this is fine. This is normal. We're, we can resume from here. I actually seen that um, crypto capo uh, yesterday shared the two thousand and eighteen two thousand twenty two. Uh, charts side by side which is obviously the ones I've been speaking about for a few months so that narrative is starting to come in now and if, if we can match that narrative of a drop's expected we're not going lower than 12 13 then I think everyone will get on board and when we do the hit that level we can resume hard because it's just a, a mirror of 2018 I'd be very worried if we go, went any lower than that and it turned into a Oh, how low are we actually going to go? And the, and the public and the media turns on you again and you basically extend the 
the the next move up uh, you, you delay that by you know six to twelve months because sentiment becomes so low and i think if we get into that sort of situation crypto will become an afterthought because i think the only way we get dragged down that low is if the s p uh 500 dive, dives too and if the s p 500 dives that low that crypto loses another 50 percent the story will be the s p 500 not crypto yeah and the the chances of the s p 500 uh, I, w- I was looking at data yesterday and it was some it was a crazy statistic like since 1931 every 12 months following the midterm election year has printed positively for stocks so to me that's like 80 90 years of data backing that we should have some sort of market movement upward over the next 12 months following the 8th of november so that's pretty juicy heavy historical data that people will hopefully play to but of course the the counter to that is we are in i'm not going to say the most unprecedented times because definitely not the worst times ever but certainly over the last 15 20 years it's pretty unusual what we're going through at the moment this energy crisis is, is, is a big deal um this war is very very odd because it's it involves just sort of two nations but it involves hundreds of nations because of the aid getting sent back and forward and all these sort of energy restrictions and things like that so it is it's unprecedented in that respect certainly yeah just the the european reliability on uh on russian oil and natural gas what uh how this winter is going to play out for europe is going to dictate i think the global markets and I think we'll know pretty early in November, December, once the weather starts to change, what's going to happen on that front. Like if the, if the European uh, countries are just going to fold and say, you know what, we're done with this, turn that pipeline on. We, we need oil. Like we need reasonably priced fuel. Like there's no way around it. Um, The U S has already shown if, Europe buys from them, the US is going to gouge them to death. Yeah, and um, Russia have taken a, a bit of a heart. They, they've recently, I think, put an appointed Sergei Sorovkin, um, and he is basically notorious when it comes to war within Russia. For those of you that don't know, I believe he was the one that sort of sanctioned the use of like chemical warfare in Syria and things like that. He's a very hard line general that Putin has just appointed to obviously try and help them win this war in Ukraine. And it's been mentioned before and I've heard people starting to talk about it more and more. All Russia needs to do is drag this out for another month and people will literally start to freeze to death, certainly in Ukraine. Um, and certainly in a lot of countries that are not getting their, their energy delivered to them, where either the cost is going too high and people can't afford to pay it, or where it's just a case of, of turning the, the pipes and the taps off. And I think this new appointment of General Sergei Sorovkin could be that type of direction they take, because clearly if someone is happy to use chemical warfare in countries like Syria, which is not about winning a war, it's just about doing absolute horrific damage to the people within it, damage that lasts for decades and and affects families and, and, and everyone that's not even involved in the war affects them so deeply. If that's now the person that's in charge of what's going to be happening in Ukraine, there will be a few surprises as to some of uh, Russia's tactics coming up, which 
which is certainly not going to help anything. Well, the one thing that I've noticed, because I do watch a lot of secondary news channels that are outside of uh, outside of our mainstream media's, whether it's through VPNs and stuff like that, like Russia showed in the last seventy-two hours, they don't want to destroy Ukraine. They they shot off two hundred and four precision guided missiles to take out power plants to hit what they wanted with 11 deaths like that is complete polar opposite of what the u.s does when they go into a country they just decimate the whole fucking country like look at afghanistan look at iraq so russia's already proven they don't want to destroy ukraine they want to absorb it they want the natural resources they want the people back they want they want it back they don't want to turn it into rubble yeah i i think that's the thing is it, it, I think uh, Russia's like a cat, isn't it? Like, it, I think if you back Russia too much into a corner, you would start to get concerned. Then the tactics. Yeah, but also Russia, in the same sense, know if they take this too far in Ukraine, they will be backed into a corner, military-wise, with what America would likely jump in with, and then that is just not going to be good for anyone. So hopefully... No, it's then, it's... then we're all screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Markets exactly. won't matter, we're just screwed, period. Hopefully it's just a bit of a case of countries flexing a bit of muscle, trying to figure out what they want, but they do not actually want to go into a world war. Because I, I, I think that if that was the narrative, there was the sort of rumours about Vladimir Putin being sick, of course, like if he's really sick then he probably just press the buttons. That seems to have died down a little bit as well. That Ukraine attack on the sort of bridge over to Crimea, I believe, um, um, yeah. was not exactly the best thing to do, but the, the Russian retaliation was just very standard and normal. It wasn't a right, we're going to obliterate you. The Russia are definitely tactically thinking this out about their longevity as a nation rather than just sort of being reckless in the, the deployment of, of their arsenal and as you say uh, very different to what the USA does to some countries with, without any evidence of actual if you remember what happened <laughs> with, what happened with Afghanistan. Afghanistan exactly yeah so it's it's tough to to see which way that's going to play out unfortunately how it plays out determines how we invest right now it's not like something you want to focus on all the time and talk about but uh it weighs so heavily on on the markets right now until that uh has a steady direction like we either know it's going to get settled or we know um there's going to be concessions made on one side or the other it uh it weighs so heavily on the markets right now that uh it's one of the topics that always has to uh you have to take a look at whether you you want to or not. It's uh it's definitely something that you have to take into consideration when thinking about um how much risk you want to take on the markets. Yeah, and I I think for projects like I always use this as an example, XCAD. I think for projects like XCAD, if you aim and your belief in that, that millions of people will use it, all of the YouTubers will push it out. If you believe that, then just just stick by it, and the day will come, whether it's in one, two, three, four years, people should be using this very, very heavily. 
but of course you more need to assess crypto if you're holding things like bitcoin ethereum because those are the ones that are impacted more by these global events because people because they're so mature people just trade them to whatever the the sort of bullish or bearish narrative is for them overall but there will be some projects that i will push out very shortly that the ones that i think will, will bring in hopefully thousands and millions of users and even if we do get a sideways market at least in a few years or, or 12 months those will be the ones that should hopefully deliver just because of how they're designed people using the platform being not forced into buying the tokens but sort of buying them without really knowing that they're buying them because they want to watch youtube or, or get earnings through games those will be the plays i think and th those could actually be the ones that end up giving a bit of a crypto bull run i would just take a, a few of them to do well and people would think oh right crypto's coming back i'll buy some bitcoin again so yeah angelo i saw you pop in did you have anything to uh update us on with your stuff Oh, nothing from Angelo. Ah, he's typing. I don't. He might be working. So ah, we'll yeah, what, yeah. Probably. We'll see what he pops up in uh, in chat here. Probably at work. Yeah, is, is anyone else? Is yeah, night shift. Stay at school. <laughs> yeah. Um, does anyone, anyone else in here, have any questions or anything like that? I was actually laughing about this to one of my friends, like how the how hopeless education is you you get told to go into the sectors that are like the, the worst places to work like yeah become a doctor and you know now some of my friends became doctors have had to work two three years over a, a pandemic um, yeah. like 80 hour weeks crippling themselves exposing themselves to all that risk and then my other friends that like did a bit of art are now like 500 pound a day tattoo artists like it's, it's, it's so yeah, skewed, skewed what you get taught there's a job a decade ago who would have thought you'd be able to become very wealthy drawing people for the rest of your life yeah even barbering now like it's for a as a guy in the uk for a half hour appointment it's like 20 20 pounds so a, a barber in the uk now can earn like Jeez. 40 40 pounds an hour if you're in the city it's probably 60 pounds an hour and all the barbers in this area now have all got amazing cars they go on holidays when they want they can effectively <laughs> work wherever they want because you, you've got these apps now that search for the closest barber it's crazy the amount of money making in in sectors like that now where it's, it's just it's bonkers you, you never get told that in school that you would earn more like there's people studied finance in school and university and they, they earn less than barbers um yeah so good in, on them. in canada it's the trades like if you can do drywall bricklayer stuff like that um if you can learn a trade over here electricians you're making 100 plus a year pretty easily yeah, I mean, even to uh, even to get your your house painted in the UK, like a quote for that, they maybe take some three four days work, is thousands and thousands of pounds, like two people, yeah. it's just because they've got the equipment and the ladders and the experience, they can do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trades right now is is big big business, especially if you run your own company doing it. So, yeah, anyone have any questions today? Rather <laughs> to add to our ramblings. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, everyone's, as highlighted in the video yesterday, 
I, I, I do think it will be sort of by the end of the month we will get some sort of confirmation. What, what do I secretly hope for? Well, I do hope that we get that sort of predicted 2018 move down. If we get that in the next two, three weeks, we get the move down. Everyone sort of agrees collectively, yay, that's the crypto market bottom. It's time to start buying again. Things can only go up from here. If that happens, then excellent. Because if you, if you form that final bottom, then everyone gets involved and then it's just like, yeah, we're all going to start shilling again together, make us rich together. And that, that narrative comes back. But at the moment, everyone is just so edgy. You see XRP make some gains, it starts to sell off. You see XCAD have a rally recently, it starts to sell off again. It's just because everyone is so worried about, is there another big move coming down? Um, I know one thing I've been watching, and it's it's tough to do if you've been in this game a long time, and even if you haven't. Um, and I didn't pull the trigger on the main net launch of RSR. Um, some of your bigger bags, if they make a run, don't be scared to sell 20 or 30% of them and then put some buybacks in just so you have some capital on the side. Um, worst you might do is buy back in at the same price or maybe 5 or 10% higher if all of a sudden the market completely turns. But if you can have some patience, don't panic. Um, I never recommend selling all of your bags, especially your main bags at low levels. But uh, if a coin you're in happens to, like, say, make 100% or a 200% run like... Uh, Eternity chain did a few weeks ago, or uh, Kajira did a few weeks before that. If you happen to hit one of those, don't be scared to sell 20, 30, 40% to have some capital on the side and then throw in some rebuy orders. You might accumulate 20% more coins, or at least you have some cash on the side to play with down the road for a pre sale or something else. Yeah, I think it, in this stage of the market, if, if you're, say, playing with $1,000, you manage to get into some sort of trade at this stage in the market where that becomes 2000 then I, I do, as Zeke says, I, I do think it's wise to then diversify that and, and realise some of the profit and maybe even move it into another coin because the, the likelihood is that whoever rallied up or, or made you a bit of cash um, will eventually cool off it and settle back down and you may as well realise that profit while we're in this market situation at the moment. At least it means you, you did have the opportunity to, to buy more coins or, or stick it in your bank or something like that. I think that's definitely the, the way to be playing it. But I, I do, I'm pretty convinced it's, it's, it's happening very, very soon. I'm really surprised at how aggressive the recovery was today, but I think that was just more of a squeeze than anything. 100%. Um, it was a liquidity squeeze today just to, to wipe out uh, wipe out stop losses. Yeah, and I, I think with that squeeze and just showing how trigger-happy people are at the moment, they're like, oh my goodness, we're 0.1 or 0.2% off. Like, it's, it's not a big deal, but people were just so quick to, to get their trades in and, and position for, for what they think is coming and I, I think people do think there, there is a move down coming. I'm seeing that narrative more and more now. Two, three months ago people said, oh yeah, that end of June went down, that's the bottom, we'll, we'll sideways from here and then we'll start to move up. Now I'm seeing the narrative is more and more people noticing this 2018 chart and thinking that there will be a, a final leg down. So as soon as the like as soon as the last of the, the Twitter gurus get on board with that, 
that would become more and more true because it's it's like when bitcoin was rallying everyone was talking about it'll keep going up to 100k that's why it made his moves up to 60k because people thought well if it's going up to 100k i'm going to buy it at 50k for sure so and it's just all about psychology. all about psychology and we all put our blinders on it was 100k or bust and most of us busted and that's the one thing you've got to be aware of on the way up to guys pick pick your plan your numbers on the way out this time around because i do think this is going to be the last substantial crazy run before things level out whenever it gets started and speaking of 2018 for those of you who are here i lasted most of the bear market in 2018 even going a little bit into 2019 and then i got lazy and did not get back in early enough i still got in early late 2019 and got to enjoy 2020 and 2021 on the way up but the first six months that i missed were huge percentage wise so you guys have already rode this out for this entire year stuck with us been here weekly or when you could make it don't get complacent and lazy now even if it's just checking your portfolio once a week don't forget about it for months on end at this point you've made it this far uh yes yeah, there's a question there for bw decorators yeah so i've got um the, the trees and clouds and the, do you know the seedling round is still ongoing at the moment is that right there's still some space in it I believe we still have a little space left for uh, trees and clouds. I can uh, double check with Jimmy. Um, yeah, because yeah. um, um, I what what I said to to Jimmy um, and and the guys at Trees and Clouds, PJ. I said that from the sort of explanations on the AMEs and some of the posts and things like that, I think people were getting a bit confused and it was seen, seen as more of like a, an, an APY play, like, you know, you make 10, 20% on it. So yeah, that's great for people with a hundred grand or a million dollars or something, but not necessarily what everyone in here wants. Everyone obviously wants the, the highest ROI for what they put in. So I've, I've got actually a lot more information from the guys at Trees and Clouds. I want to put out another final post on this to really explain how potentially massive an opportunity this is. It will detail down a bit better as to what sort of, I'm not going to say expected returns, but at a, a reasonable model where you can imagine where if you stuck a thousand dollars into this, for example, um, where this could actually go. It's, it's a really, really big opportunity. Once I've done that post and I know that everyone has had taken advantage of this incredible seedling round. Remember, it's like a 66% saving effectively. Once everyone's taken advantage of that, then yes, the, there is going to be more opportunities uh, coming in. That's actually what 90% of my work time is taken up at the moment, is speaking yes. to 20 projects a week and rejecting 20 projects 20 a week um so 100 <laughs> percent. you got to be so selective uh when markets are like this because everyone's looking for money so finding projects in in a downturn is very easy finding a good project in a downturn with tokenomics that when you know they're going to release have that opportunity to do anywhere from a 20 to a 200x is a totally different ballgame yeah, exactly. Well, what we're looking for is like the the next axes, the next Solanas, the ones that 
people were thinking, oh my goodness, this is a $20 billion market cap. I wish I got in the pre-sale for that. Because if you look at the if you look at the pre-sale numbers for people that get involved in the likes of Solana and things like that, even though it's like a broken chain, it's not actually achieved adoption or anything like that, because of crypto, it gave people some of the most life-changing gains possible. And that's the whole point in these pre-sales, is finding the ones with the best teams, with the, with the highest promise, so that at least if you're scattered in a few of them, even if just one of them hits seriously, seriously big, it'll be like, my goodness, thank goodness I bought a bag of that. So that, that that's what it's all about. Like, I, in all honesty, I could put out a brand new pre-sale to this group every two days. I could put a, a new pre-sale project up and, and take the fees from it and keep the, keep the money machine turning, keep more and more relationships built and just basically have as a pre-sale platform but that is not what they're about for me it's about finding the projects that are actually going to deliver so that's why um they're not out non-stop uh, that's simply because i'm just trying to identify the best ones for us and then uh cm if you saw angela's uh question there i'll uh, i'll look after that uh in the next week or two i'll go through the top say 100 and i'll pull out 15 to 20 coins that say have a good risk reward factor like the risk is hey they might not be here in 20 for a 2024 run versus say something like the graph which is getting adopted had a high of 250 is sitting at 10 cents right now the odds on the graph disappearing slim to none the odds on it regaining its all-time high if crypto takes another run pretty damn good that's that's a 25x right there like I'll uh, I'll definitely put a risk reward uh, chart together for you guys on breakdowns of some of the bigger projects and stuff that that have lasted and just what possible returns could be if they just get to their old all time highs. Never mind break them on the next run. Yeah, I, th I think I do think that's a very very good idea because uh, some of the charts are so bottomed out now, and as you see, some of the projects have got such a high high chance of mass adoption that when the next bull run peaks a lot of these ones could be could indeed be very very good plays they'll never give you the thousand x's but they might give you that nice comfortable 30 40 50 x where that that can make the difference in your bag as well if you've got a bit of capital in that when these bigger coins start doing some decent numbers that gives you a bit of capital to shove into a, a random coin that elon musk is pumping for example with this yeah that's that's a really good idea well, what's your thoughts on chain link then is link I've going to make it, to make it. <laughs> i've actually to me links already made it that's the problem like i don't know what else chain link can do like it's Chainlink has is one of the few things that has a legitimate adopted use case. It tracks the value of everything. But once it's integrated into everything, I don't really know what the value of the Chainlink coin itself is. Chainlink as a company is very valuable for taking all the information from all these chains and indexing pricing for us. But Chainlink as a coin... Yeah. How, how, I mean, and that's actually a lot of cryptos. There's a lot of cryptos that are cryptos for companies that the coin itself has no use. Yeah, it's not exactly like what what we've seen with coins designed five six years ago 
it was all about use case and then now over the last couple of years we've seen them designed with these token models of like deflation which of course is excellent if if something starts getting used by millions of people when it's burning away the coins like like Ecomi, Omi does for their yeah. NFT platform if you've got that in place then you can be really really happy it's some serious numbers being delivered I wonder if chain that might be something to look at if, if chain link of getting proposals in place to have the coin to be more rewarding and lucrative as, as it's used well, more. Paul, they really did they implemented staking a couple of weeks ago that was their first sort of play on tying up some of the coins but uh outside of staking i just i don't know if they start burning tokens like token burns obviously are the biggest way to uh to regain uh, your market cap because most of these coins have a hundred million, hundred billion freaking tokens at max circulation, like some astronomical number that at some point they have to figure out a realistic, uh, a realistic number that actually makes sense because the valuations versus the number of tokens in circulation or the total number of tokens, if all released, don't jive for most of these uh most of these companies like they just they're unsustainable valuations yeah definitely and that i'm actually happy you said that so we were talking about coins with potential like high use case and 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 uh mass adoption and, and utility in the future definitely look at the, the token design as well so ecomi omi as one i'm still very interested in because because of all the license licenses they have i do feel like they potentially could be a dominant nft platform for years and years to come and if if people start buying spider-man nfts because they can interact with them collect with them and this starts becoming like a collector's paradise like we've seen glimmers of it in the last bull run people getting really excited about it crazy prices going for these nfts because of ecomi's token design like every single purchase burn some of the omi if you imagine like how few tokens there would be in, in say five years time what the actual price of an individual token would be because it'd be div the microtransactions would be divisible to like the the power of 10 or something insane that's that's the ones to get into that's the ones that could be so exciting and there those are companies like just to touch base on what angelo asked and like madman said like when you go through companies like that and i go through stuff Something like a Omi would be high on my list at buying at these prices. Um, stuff like Uniswap, like I'm I'm looking at buying the Uniswap hopefully at two dollars. Like think it think of what two thousand dollars worth of Uniswap was six months ago, a year ago, when Uniswap was fifty bucks. And now you might be there's a chance coming up here if there's one more leg down. You could buy Uniswap for two dollars, or DOT at two or three dollars, or like stuff that the all-time high was twenty x from here. And Uniswap's not going anywhere. DOT's not going anywhere. Um, some of the new emerging stuff, like Near, like yeah, Near had a nice little run while stuff was coming down. It'll crash and it'll set a new all-time high next big run. So I'll go through. Um, a lot of those and see where uh, the risk reward was like sort of what could do a Matic, what could do a Solana, what could do. Ah, I disagree with you on that one. Uh, and oh, I, believe KSM, I believe Kusama is going to disappear and just become part of dot, which it was always supposed to be the canary chain. 
it no longer makes sense to have both of them. There's not enough money to go around. Oh no. I could be wrong, but I just I don't now that if Dot gets up and running, I just don't see there being enough money for uh what is it? Like Moonbeam has the two like one on each. Um I don't see why companies would burn capital to have one on both each chain. What was it? Moonbeam and Moon River or something like that. Or uh, Kilt and Clover or whatever the two were. Like, I just, I don't see both of those. I, I just don't see enough money going around to sustain both chains. Ah, interesting take. I'm not, I never got that clued up on Doc because I always felt like I missed the train a bit on it. I was quite happy with some of the other layer one plays that I had. Um, and I, I do I like that going into this next run if we can buy it cheap enough. It, like, it's cheap now. Don't get me wrong. Like, you're looking at a 10x back to an all-time high. But uh, if it drops below the $5 range, like, I own a lot of DOT already. I'm not going to lie on that. But uh, if it drops below the $5 range, I will be buying a shit ton of it. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, you have to look at it in cycles. So, you know, eight years ago... Ethereum, Bitcoin, what their all-time highs were. Then they, they both delivered like a further 3, 4, 5x. And then that will be what happens in the next cycle. Where Bitcoin will be way over 100 grand. Ethereum will be way over five, ten thousand, hopefully. And then your your B&Bs, Uniswaps, Polkadot, they, they will all do... 100 or 200. Yeah, they, they will do other 5, 10xs, hopefully, from, from their previous all-time highs. If you're now buying... 80-90% down from its previous all-time high, if it's going to hit that again, then you've made gains up to that point, and then if it accelerates beyond that, you, you suddenly make quite a good play out of a, a pretty reliable hold, to be honest. And that's, well, that's got, a good play as well. What we got to try and find as a group, guys, is basically what Cardano was to this run. Like, Cardano went all the way down to a penny. I believe it won a sub-penny in 2018 just before the COVID, like during the COVID crash, it went, it was at a penny or even a sixth of a cent. And then it peaked out at 350. Like that's the kind of stuff you want to find when we hit these lows. Yeah. I think that Cardano is, is a bit of, it's a bit exceptional because it obviously had uh, Charles. I, I think if you've got like a, a strong, voice and, and, and leader behind a project. It helps it massively as well. It holds a community together and literally I would be anywhere in the world and I would, oh, you do a bit of crypto, what do you hold? And the answers I always got back was, oh, XRP Cardano. I'm like, how, how do these how do all these people find out about Cardano? It's because there's such a big voice, there's a huge figurehead there with a with a good CV, a good resume that, help, that helps drive it. You, you just brought up that, like, yeah, but that's, those are the finds that uh, when we go through the top 50 or so, like, they're not going to be high-risk plays. They're going to be hopefully high-rewarding plays. Like, when markets come down like this, you don't have to go high-risk. You can take top 50 coins and make huge gains. Cardano's never left the top 10 in six years, and even when it was down at a penny, I think it might have been 12. Like it was just outside the top 10. And then it went like, so those are like during these times, you want to get 
your top 20, your top 25 coins that you felt you missed this run as cheap as possible. Yeah, of, of course. Um, and if if we get if we do get another thirty forty or even fifty percent leg down, suddenly you're you're turning a a thirty x into a sixty x. Like it's, it's it's crazy potential here. What could happen over the next few weeks? Angelo, I'll get an organized list together over the next uh, say ten days to two weeks, and then that way uh, you guys can play around with them with the indicators and sort of keep an eye on them, and we'll work with the indicators plus. Uh, sort of some of the uh the fundamentals and what projects are doing uh put it all together and that way we can put a package together for for everybody here to to keep an eye on things and it'll make even doing these easier because we can sort of narrow down what projects we talk about uh what we don't what we uh think might happen and it'll also be a way that uh when you guys have time to speak you guys can talk about some of those projects and we'll all be following the same project, so it'll help people learn the indicators because we'll all be watching the same charts. <laughs> just <laughs> read Angelo's comment. Get, right, I'm just read that out loud. Buy your indicator uh, now and get five dot for free. Um, yeah, then that, well, to me that was the play for me as well. Like when we get the next leg down have a list of the the coins that we want to get entered into and then once all yeah. the indicators point to green that's the time to buy them because you feel comfortable that could be the bottom and then hopefully it's a, a plain sale in six to twelve months from there and we we all forget about this time in our life we, we all forget about the the whole of 2022 <laughs> yeah yeah the year of straight down like and this is an anomaly guys like you never see straight down for a year and we really have seen straight down for an entire year like there's been a couple little stops but for the most part this has been just a friggin' ski slope straight down it's it's even years past when the markets came down it's never been been like this and it's just basically it it's crypto's first time being around with a down market and down global economics so crypto showed up crypto has always been in an upwards trend since the basically the the 28 collapse or the 2008 collapse uh crypto started getting popular in 2010 2011 2012 was really the first big bull run for crypto and so on and so forth so this is the first time there's been global turmoil and crypto's had a market so it's it's definitely interesting to watch and it's new and it's why we have the correlation now to the stock market because there's nothing else to to compare it to yeah thank you thank you very much is anyone yeah see you later angelo mate thanks very much and i know well, actually I know it's just all negative's fault so perfect negative's gonna take the blame it's because he got more involved so all right Thanks, Negative. I really appreciate the big shoulders you have and taking the blame for the whole year. That's that's mighty good of you. <laughs> yeah, it always feels that way. You get involved, <laughs> get involved in at the wrong time, but we, we've built a lot and we've got a lot of knowledge now. And for anyone that's sort of aped into pre-sales, the good thing is they've not launched, so they, they've not went down. You're sort of, say, uh, 
three four thousand dollars that you've maybe put into a pre-sale because you sold a coin off maybe back in june or something like that well at least that is still worth three thousand four dollars worth of pre-sale and it's now not worth a thousand or two thousand because your coins dumped so there are some positives to take from it with people who are in into things like that as well and as I said in the video yesterday and, and the kind of small uh, write-up about it, as soon as we hit that bottom, the narrative will change, projects will start launching, airdrops will start coming again. We've hopefully got like huge ones coming with like MetaMask and things like that. How good would that be if everyone got like a nice juicy few few thousand dollars of a MetaMask airdrop, like a, another Uniswap? So that, that will all start to come again. We'll get Elon Musk. I think Elon Musk has changed his bio to Perfume <laughs> Trader or something like that. Um, yeah, hopefully he goes into a different sector. Like, hopefully he leaves crypto alone next round. I'm, I've pretty much had enough of him. Well, uh, hopefully he says uh, Bitcoin to 100,000 in like three weeks' time or something like that. Um, but no, that that's all good. That, that's pretty much, uh, again, we did it again. We've wrapped up a whole hour there. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone's got any further questions. Um, yeah, no, but just to touch on the, the pre-sales, guys, don't get impatient with the launches. Trust me, you'd rather these guys hold the money as long as they come out on the other end and actually produce a product than just launch and see our money go to nothing anyway. So um, it sucks. Like I know, especially depending on how much you put in some of these pre-sales, like myself, for, for example, I have a lot of money just that's sitting there in limbo that I'm hoping in two years time comes back with a bunch of zeros behind it. But uh, you do get impatient sitting around going, man, I just really want some of those tokens. But at the same time, trust me, you do not because the second they get released, they're going to get sold and it's going to tank. So yeah. um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword having that money tied up. You just got to hope we, uh, we made good judgment calls and uh, our money's tied up in winners. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the thing. If, if, if some of these projects had launched three, four months ago, the sell pressure would have hit them. It would have set them extremely low bottoms. You'd have probably been selling your tokens with every single unlock. And then fast forward to two years time, it'll probably printed a thousand X, but you've sold off 80% of your bank at the time because the market was going down. You didn't rebuy it at the bottom. And then it's like, yeah, it's just ultimate depression at that stage. So definitely as Zeke says, like, I know it feels like nothing's coming, but that, that money is sitting there just waiting to basically buy a bottom at what could be a whole market bottom. Like, how beautiful is that? Imagine a, a coin launching where you're in the pre-sale and it's at a market bottom and you've got 12, 24 months of growth, development, new community members coming in, buying your coin, using the coin. That's that's hopefully what we've got to look forward to for a lot of these projects that, that, that we're raped into. Um, and I think gaming narrative will change soon since people can earn from gaming some of these uh, layer 2 security protocols are in layer 1s things like that these these will hopefully all be like the the next solanas the next um what's the one uh, matic the next matic polygon matic, matic, AVAX, like how, how to run this time around any of those uh big layer ones even unfortunately luna collapse but man you'd love to be holding an, an early luna minus the class yeah, exactly. And then and, and trees and trees and clouds is almost like an early Luna, the way that token model is designed, that the more and more sort of capital that comes into it and in such a huge market and I think the potential before I, I know many, many people in the group have, have gotten involved got in trees involved. and clouds. Yeah, uh, I, I think that could be a, an incredible one to be involved in. And I I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week actually, but I think about two weeks ago 
people remember uh, Biden sort of excusing anyone that was in prison over possession of cannabis has now been excused from that. So that that's another sign as to the direction that the cannabis industry is going. It's, it's becoming more and more normalised rather than demonised. Because, of course, if you ask our, our parents or grandparents, they'll, they'll say, like, cannabis is a devil drug and things like that. But the more and more cannabis is normalised, the more and more this sector will, will boom and grow, and that, that's what Trees and Clouds is involved in. But I do have more info on that to share, just to highlight that again. Uh, but I think that, that pretty much wraps it up. So you can... Any, any yeah, that's great. Well, thanks everyone for joining. I'll, I'll upload this in the Crypto Pump playlist. Um, I've still not changed it to the Crypto Dump playlist because yeah. I do think the bottom's <laughs> near. But <laughs> everyone have a have a great evening, have a good weekend, and, uh, and uh, catch you all later. Catch you all later. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll try and have a coin list ready there for next week's AMA or the following guys, so that way we can uh, get started on tracking some of this stuff. Nice one. Right. See you all later. Bye.